about six months down the road, you find yourself at a Target. You're looking for uh, a board game. You just got a night to yourself. You want to okay. find a. You've been doing this thing lately on nights when that you have a loan where you'll go like buy a new board game and you'll uh, play both players. So you'll like roll your dice and make your move and then you'll go into the other room and change your clothes and put on like a hat and glasses and then come in and like react and then make that player's move. Uh, and it just takes you forever. And just running back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But... um. You've been doing that a lot lately, and uh, it's Saturday night. You got nothing going on. You're going to go find a new board game, right? So you buy this board game. It's called uh, Potato Time. And the object of the game is you're uh, Petey Potato, and you're trying to make your way through the grocery store without getting picked up. So it's like it's like Candyland, basically. Okay. And you're uh so you're you're playing the game, right? You're pardon me, you buy the game, you get excited about it, you go home, open it up. When you open it up and you unfold the board, um instead of like the normal playing board, it just says meet me at the RBM food mart at one PM tomorrow. Okay. So what what's the color of the lettering? It's just like a it's like a dark green board with like block print lettering. Okay. Almost like the title from like MASH. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So So I'm kind of out on this potato game or am I am I going to play it? What I, I, I mean, I don't know, like what do you do? I don't. I mean, because tomorrow, yeah, yeah, I got the next day. Yeah, I think I play the game. So you'd like the board is like so. When you you like flip the board over and it's like the actual board game, but like the underside where it's normally like black. That's what you unfold and read that message. So you play, you play uh, potato time. You love it. <laughs> you play for like four and a half hours. You actually fall asleep playing the game. You wake up the next morning, you get like a crick in your neck. You kind of feel like shit. Uh, you fell asleep in the hat and glasses. Your alter ego on the board game, and you call him Terry two times. Because uh, he wins two times as frequently as you do. Oh, so I'm losing to my own. You're, on, you're losing to Terry two times. Uh, twice, once again, twice as often as you huh. normally win. So he, you win one, he wins two. Yeah. Seems it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I might, it kind of embarrasses you, to be honest. But Yeah, as much as playing a board game with two board games by myself. Yeah, I mean, that's not so bad. It's just that you lose to Terry two times a whole lot, and that's what really gets you down. <sighs> but either, either way, so you play the game, you wake up. It's 12.30 p.m. You slept so much. Would you go to RBM Food Mart at 1? I think if I'm the kind of guy who plays two board games, by myself, but with me, yeah, I think I would go to the RBM Food Mart. Yeah, so you you go to the RBM Food Mart, you pull into the parking lot, right, right at one p.m. on the dot. Would you get out of your car? Would you go inside? 
Uh, I think I would stay in my car yeah. and just kind of see what what's going to happen. It's a hot day. You'd run the AC. Um. Yeah. 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 I'd definitely run the AC. So you go to like run the AC. You're sitting there in the parking lot. It's kind of like looking around, just like seeing if there's anybody else there. There's not really anybody else in that parking lot. So you're kind of like, what the fuck happened? You know? You feel like you got punked. Yeah. You know what I mean? What would you do when you felt that way? I mean, I would probably get out of the car and fake go to the bathroom to just see if anybody's going to come out. What's going to happen? Gotcha. So you open your door and you get out of the car and you like step and turn, close the door. And when you turn back around, there are 45 men standing in the parking lot of the RBM Food Mart. Oh, shit. They're all veterans from different time periods. Like they look, there's some guys in there who look like they're from the Revolutionary War, especially like the Civil War, Vietnam. War of Korea, all of them. All of them, man. There's just veterans from all generations represented. And they're, are they just physical? Are they old? Are they skeletons? Are they just regular people? I mean, they look to be like, uh, you know, on the young, not like super young, but like they're like young adults. They're like. They're war age. And yeah, they're they're guys who were probably have served at war oh, in, their, in their 20s and 30s, most of them. Sure. There's one guy there uh, who's a lot older than everybody else. His name's. Uh, they call him Old Iron Beard. Hmm. He's just like an eighty-year-old guy. He's just out there. Yeah, he was just out there. They asked him about it. He was like, "I was just bored." <laughs> yeah, he's just out there with the armies. No, I mean he he went to war, but he's just like bored. bored with he didn't want he. There was nothing calling him Old Iron Beard. Yeah. Okay. So they're just standing there, staring at you. Yeah. And they're all like at attention and one of them steps out and he goes Robert Robert Segovia and I say yeah and he pulls like a letter out of his uniform and he gives it to you and you open it up and it's a uh, it's a 23 and me report (laughs) and it's like Robert you are the great 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 grand nephew of President Taft (laughs) (laughs) We're the Freedom 45, the keepers of presidential oaths and myths, and we need your help. I'm like, first, I'm like kind of shocked. Yeah. uh, Because I know about presidents, and I would be like, oh, that's that's cool. Um, And I think I would be so glad that I was like President Taft's child that I would be like, or not a child, but you know. You're a relative blood relative. A relative. relative President Taft. I think I would just be like, what What do you guys need? What's up? So they, they go on to tell you that, like, basically the Freedom 45, the group that they're known as, they're the keeper of presidential myths. So they will basically, anytime somebody, like, tears the space-time, the, like, the fabric of space-time and tries to change a myth, they're there to protect that myth. Oh, wow. And make sure that, like, the, the course of history isn't altered forever. Okay. So he says, Robert, we need you. To free President Taft from his bathtub. Oh, so I have to go back in time. Yeah. And free him from the bathtub. 
All right, that doesn't sound too hard. I feel like I could probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the second that you kind of, like, rationalize the idea in your brain where you're like, okay, I can do this, you look down and you're wearing, like, modern camouflage, holding, like, an advanced rifle in your hands. And then uh, the guy who gave you that letter comes up to you and he, like, touches your head. And you kind of, like, black out for a second. When you wake up, the year is 1911. <laughs> Everything's in black and white. <laughs> uh, the color wasn't invented until years later. Okay. Year, <laughs> okay. Everything is black and white. And it's like nighttime. And you're standing out uh, at in front of like this. Uh, you're like in a room, right? Okay. Inside of a building. Looks like a home. And you see like through a hallway in an open door, there's a bathtub and there's a fully nude President Taft. Okay. And he's just squirming, man. He's just squirming back and forth. He's yelling, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. You hear him fart against like the steel of the bathtub uh, with the water uh, in it. Okay. You know, like a basketball bouncing off a submarine hull. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm... If I'm in there, I think I'm looking around for something to get him free. Would you go up to him and say anything to him? Uh, that's a do? good question. I think I would get the thing before I would say hello. So what? What would you look for? You're in like this house. Just something like a suction, like not a a plunger, but you know, like when you uh, like, like open up a car hood, it's jammed. You know, the little thing that like a crowbar. Crowbar, yeah. I so look you're, for a you're crowbar. Pry the president out of a bathtub with a crowbar. That seems like the most logical thing to do. I don't know. Okay, so you like you like look around. You're in this house. Uh, you walk around. You go downstairs. You go out in the garage. You find a crowbar. Yeah. You know, it's like like a like for an automobile. Okay. So you like sneak back around the house, right? You get around like a, a there's like another adult in the house. You don't know who it is. You get around them. You finally get up to the bathroom. What would you do? Crowbar in your hands. I'd say, Mr. President, I have come here to unstick you from this bathtub. I'm going to try to use this crowbar. Uh, please remain as calm as you can be. So you like look out through the window of the bathroom, and there's like a knoll on the other side, and you see 45 guys all giving you a, a thumbs up, and you just know it's them. You know? Yeah. They all. I mean, it's it's clearly them. Yeah. So he's like. President Taft's like, what do you what do you do? Who are you? Because you're dressed in like a in like camo. You have a rifle <laughs> and a crowbar. <laughs> what would you tell him? And he's like struggling. He goes, God damn it. He's like struggling the whole time. Sir, I'm just He's just enormous. You know, he's just yeah, real fat. Sir, I'm just here. You see his cock and balls. Sir. It, it looks exactly what you think it looks like. Ugh. Sir. Just here to set you free. There's a cheese tray that's been spilled in the tub. The crackers have been in there for so long they've expanded. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I think I, I'm just like, sir, I'm trying to get you out of here. I'm turning my head because it smells. It Oh, it smells horrible. Ugh. Yeah. And I just think I just try I try to I just try to power through and get him out of there. So how would you try to get you have a crowbar? How would you try to get him I out? I would try to get around the fat. And a little around the uh -huh. the fat and and try to like just around put, his back. 
Yeah, just around his back and try to push him up. Like he's like a like I'm eating a clam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you're trying to like you're trying to crack this clam, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're trying to get this clam out of, out of its shell. You like put the crowbar down in the bathtub. Yeah. And you're like pushing and pushing and he's not really moving and you're like, "All right, I'm going to give one more." And you push and the crowbar uh, breaks through his skin and oh. pierces his spinal cord. <laughs> and you paralyze President Taft. <coughs> he instantly defecates. Oh. He just screams in horrible pain. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the other adult in the house comes up and they see you and they just start yelling. And they're yelling for help. And you see like a light come on across the street. Like people know something's going on there. Yeah. What would you do? I think I would run for it. So, I mean, you're like upstairs. There's like a person. Uh, There's a person in between you and the door. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you have a rifle. (coughs) Huh. I mean, I I guess fuck. No. I think I would just be like, uh, look. I try to explain myself, like why I was there. So you try to explain yourself. What do you say? What do you I'm tell? Just, I was just like, I am a relative of <laughs> William Howard Taft. Um, I have been sent here to get him out of the bathtub, and I have tried to do my duty, but it looks like we're, you know. So this lady's just screaming. She doesn't hear any <laughs> of it. She's just screaming in terror. You hear like voices downstairs, like. Uh, what's going on in here what's happening how how big is the building it's like a two-story home two-story home yeah i think i just i just jump you jump out the window i just jump out the window so you jump out the window and just like terror just overtakes you right you just you jump out a window and you you just like leap into the night and you obviously weren't familiar with surroundings. You uh, landed on like a metal picket fence <laughs> and impaled you. <laughs> uh, and then, as you got like stuck there, uh, the dog came up and like bit your uh, balls from the back, oh, rips your genitals man. off from the back. And uh, you see, you see the freedom 45 guys from across the hill, just kind of slink backwards out of sight. <laughs> And then the whole time you're hearing like President Taft just scream in pain because he, you fucking paralyzed him. And, and the last thing you hear is uh, you, you hear him go, "Oh, I'm gonna make duty again." And then he, then you fucking die. You die. You die. impaled on a fence. You had a gun. You could have done whatever you wanted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. You also that. paralyzed the president. Yeah, the crowbar thing. What's funny is the crowbar thing is dumber than it's so out dumb. The, the <laughs> so now you're part of the Freedom Forty Six, and you're you're stuck forever in, in like presidential purgatory. Oh, <laughs> he fucking died.